Hello, and thank you, everyone, for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. Um, being a big gamer myself, I I'm excited to talk Star Wars games because uh, they're they're just the best games, uh, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, I may be a little bit a little bit biased, but um, I wanted to start by going around and. Uh, having all you guys introduce yourself. So let me know, um, who are you? You know, how did we, how did you get into, uh, started with Star Wars specifically? And also, what's your favorite game? And I mean in general, it doesn't have to be Star Wars, whatever your favorite game is. Uh, and I will start with uh, Five First. All right, well, uh, my name is Five First Gaming. Um, I am on TikTok. I have, I just hit 36K actually. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, thank you. And I also have about 700 uh, subscribers on YouTube and then about that on uh, Instagram as well. Uh, I post Star Wars content. I just post uh, Star Wars gaming content. So I do tutorials on how to play Battlefront and uh, Fallen Order and um, whatever Star Wars games there are. Uh, but I mainly focus on Battlefront 2. Um, I think, um, I don't know, I think my favorite game personally See, if, if you asked me this two years ago, I would have said Doom. Doom was a game that I played a lot. Um, I think I thought that the first-person shooter was really cool, but right now I would probably play um, Fallen Order. That's the story for me killed it, yeah. and the amount of cutscenes that they had was just amazing. Not, and, not only that, but you know, when uh, the second sister took off the helmet, I was like, "Hello there!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome and then like just i mean battlefront's a good game and i love battlefront that's probably my favorite multiplayer game but the story was just amazing in fallen order and i i can't get over it <laughs> yeah yeah i need to do another playthrough of that because well yeah exactly that um and then yeah. also did you say how you got into star wars in general uh i got into star wars in general well uh I was I watched the movies a lot, and um, I I had only really watched the movies, hadn't read any of the comics, uh, and then I met my best friend <laughs> Xavier, um, and he showed me Star Wars, and he didn't show me just the movies. We watched all the movies and everything, but he also showed me um, the uh, comics, and we watched a lot of YouTube videos, and then he was the one that introduced me to Battlefront Two, and so really for me, uh, he's the entire reason that I I like Star Wars. I mean, I was a Marvel guy. But, um, I mean, I didn't even know that the Star Wars universe was so big and so amazing. So, uh, I honestly owe it all to him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, and how about you, uh, Swacer? Yeah, uh, so my name is uh, Swacer, S-W-A-Cer, um, and I've, I don't, I've been a Star Wars fan for as long as I can remember. I think my earliest memories are from when I was four years old. Um, so, right around when the prequels were releasing, but I wasn't allowed to see them in theaters. Um, but th my earliest memory is those uh, spoons that you would get in the cereal boxes, the ones that look like lightsabers. Um, <laughs> and then I just I post uh, Star Wars content on uh, TikTok. Started uh, about a year ago now, and uh, I'm trying to branch out to YouTube and Twitch. But uh, my favorite game though, Minecraft, hands down. I've been playing since I was in seventh grade, uh, and I like to to build like Star Wars ships in Minecraft. So I kind of make Minecraft my own Star Wars game. <laughs> I like it. I've still never played uh, Minecraft before, and I'm told I should. I should try it. I don't know. I may. I may make a Minecraft server. Um, so I don't know. 
thinking it's about very, it. Thinking about it. Give it a try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, from what I understand, um, all of a sudden your 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 life goes away. <laughs> like it's a very time intensive game. Um, yeah, it takes up a lot of time. But at the same time, also here it's super relaxing and great if you're listening to podcasts or audiobooks and you just like need to chill. So uh, after days like today, uh, that being January sixth, uh, I could I could use some chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you, Chatton? Uh, yeah. So um, my name's Chatton Time. Um, my how did I get into Star Wars? So I was probably about the same as Acer. I was like three or four. Uh, my dad had the original trilogy on a gold VHS set because he's as nerdy as I am. And uh, I would watch that a lot. Um, for those of watching who don't know what a VHS is, that's the thing that you had to rewind and it took about 20 minutes uh, to get back to the beginning. Uh, but it was, you know, that's how I grew up with it. They didn't really have Star Wars Legos until the prequels came out. So a lot of it was little action figures, birthday cakes. Uh, but it just kind of engulfed my life. And I think the 80,000 Funko Pops I have kind of showcased that. Um, but you know, it's had a big impact. Um, is, is that, is that an actual number? <laughs> uh, honestly, with each day that passes, we're getting closer to that number than I want to admit, but yeah, uh, I just got, um, uh, I found Ezra Bridger who typically goes for about 50 bucks at a, like a comic shop place for like 1299 in the box. So I was like, okay, I could turn this around for profit, but I think I'm gonna hang on to it. Cause I really like rebels and they're hard to find those Funkos nowadays. So, um, trying i'm trying to collect a lot but yeah and favorite star wars game uh shadows of the empire uh came out in 96 in the multimedia project they did the comics the books and everything and that was the first star wars game we had on nintendo and i fell in love with it and i still play it probably about once a week oh nice yeah that was actually one of my favorite um speed runs i've ever seen was someone doing shadows of the empire uh with having to like figure out how to throw drop a grenade blow yourself up so you can clip your foot through the door to access the next cutscene and like all sorts of crazy stuff but um wow. yeah i I'll, I'll have to i'll have to find you that and uh and send it to you some of the stuff they do is, is amazing oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we've talked about you know our favorite games just overall um want to ask you know what specifically makes like star wars games so so special i mean actually i apologize i didn't say anything for for myself you guys know how i got into star wars already of just watching that same gold vhs uh tape set where i but for some reason we only had the the empire strikes back which i watched over and over and over again until i like uh warped the the magnetic tape in it and broke it so that's how yeah that's how often i I watch it um my favorite game is the mass effect trilogy um i love love mass effect so much uh especially mass effect 2 just just being really you know that heavy story and you know being able to like dive deep into these characters and um Thane Krios on Mass Effect 2 is my dude. Uh, <laughs> that's who I ended up with any time I'm Female Shepherd. Um, and you'll notice I have a Female Shepherd uh, up on my wall, uh, a picture that's in most of my videos. But um, 
uh, yeah, I, you know, I just love it. Been gaming my, my whole life, you know. My uncle got me into it at the regular Nintendo and haven't looked back since. Built my first PC recently. Um, uh, well, built my first PC capable of decent gaming recently, I should say. So I'm just trying to make that, that switch now. But uh, yeah, happy to do so. So, real quick, I want to, because we're going we're gonna to talk a lot of Star Wars games, but um, I want to know what you guys all played. Now, if you haven't, none of us have played them all. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, well, chat and may have, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of want to go and just, just get a list of which ones that you guys have, have played. And then we'll start going around and kind of talking about about each one. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Swayser first. Sure. Uh, I've played, um, just recently I've been playing Squadrons. I've also played Fallen Order, uh, both of EA's Battlefront games. So uh, the first one, uh, 2015 and 2017, I believe. Um, the Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. And um, what else have I played? Uh, I feel like I'm missing some. I have not played uh, the Knights of the Old Republic or the original Battlefront games because I wasn't allowed. Um, I was too young for those, apparently, uh, when they released. But, yeah, I, I think that's all of them. I, I, hopefully I'm not missing any. Okay. Nice list. And uh, chatting? Okay. So you may have had good foreshadowing there. I have played a lot of them. Um, so I've played all four of the Battlefronts, so the two EAs and the two originals. Um, Empire at War, the strategy game they made, and the gold pack with it, the Forces of Corruption, which was a very fun game. Uh, the Pod Racer game from Episode 1, Jedi Knight, Outcast, and Academy, KOTOR 1 and 2, and SOTOR, uh, so the Old Republic games, uh, Republic Commando, uh, Rogue Squadron, Shadows of the Empire, of course, um, both the Force Unleashed games, which were very fun, uh, all the Lego Star Wars except for The Force Awakens. Um, Squadrons, fantastic game, by the way. Like Acer said, yeah, very fun. I've been playing that a lot. And uh, Starfighter, which is an old Naboo Starfighter game, if no one's played it. Very nostalgic. And uh, if I think anything else, yeah, I think that's about it, actually. All right, nice. I'm trying to remember um, Starfighters. That one was just the Naboo Starfighter, correct? Yeah, unless they unlocked okay. something that was just the Naboo Starfighter. Then, so. then I didn't play that one. But there was another one where you there was multiple ships from that era, and uh, the most the best one was the uh, the gunship because you get to use the big lasers on the front, and it was crazy OP and like <laughs> turned the whole game into easy mode. May have been Rogue Squadron since there was three of them. I know they threw a lot of different era ships uh, the more they made it, so may have been that one. All right, maybe. Oh. And then how about you, uh, 501st? So um, my arsenal isn't actually as big as your guys'. Um, I actually didn't really get into gaming until about two years ago, two or three years ago, actually. Um, so I started off with, I mean, obviously on the Wii, um, the Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Uh, that was an amazing game. Sad to say, I unlocked every character in the game, but my account was deleted, unfortunately. <laughs> and that really crushed me, actually. But uh, I also play uh, Fallen Order. Um, I have played some Squadrons, yes. Uh, it's not my favorite out of the games, but it is awesome. And I also play Battlefront 2. Uh, I really found a groove with Battlefront 2, and 
I enjoy making content on it. But um, the main games that I play are, would be Fallen Order and uh, Battlefront 2 with some squadrons on the side. Yeah, and you've definitely saved my life a few times um, in, in playing uh, Battlefront 2. And I'm like, wait a second. I know this one. All right. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> so I'm not going to choke until I get the backswing on the lightsaber throw. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, and then, yeah. And, and your, your tips on pairing um, helped a lot as well yes that actually impacted my play as well <laughs> really well once i learned how to parry um for a while actually there wasn't a parry system uh just recently about probably like six months ago uh, that was introduced uh, it was originally a glitch in the game but um it's they kept it because it actually advanced the fighting interesting i, I didn't know that i thought it was just something that people just found one day like wave dashing in uh, super smash brothers i i might have to say um, that's also one of my favorite games, uh, but I played uh, Project M competitively, which is like a hacked version. They basically took um, Brawl, but input the mechanics from uh, Melee and then rebalanced it so that more characters were viable and wasn't just like only five characters have any chance of being <laughs> decent. Great game, but way off topic uh, <laughs> um and for me i mean uh, a lot of uh, a lot of were i played a lot of the ones you guys were mentioning one thing that i didn't hear anyone mention uh and it's a game that i honestly feel like nobody in the world can beat me at um and that's star wars masters of terracasi it's this old 3D fighting game. Chat knows it. If I get Arden Lin, you're gone. It's done. Uh, game over. Uh, I, I was able to beat every mode on the hardest setting. And, you know, like, there was no internet. I figured out every combo myself for every character. I had a whole notebook full of it. You had to, like, all right, circle square, nothing. Circle X, circle triangle. Okay, he did two moves. Cool. Circle triangle square, and yeah, like it was. It was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, so first and the first question is kind of gonna go for uh more more Swayser and, and Chad, and, but I, I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on um your favorite games from the the Legends era, right? We have this um the the pre the pre Disney stuff. I'm curious what what jumps out at you, if what your uh, like one or two favorite games were, and I'll go to uh, chatting first. Okay, so I actually before we talked about this topic, I actually was thinking about Knights of the Old Republic two last week because I rewatched Last Jedi, and so for anyone who's played Kotor two, I feel like a lot of the themes from that movie about that kind of balance in the middle of the force, you can see a lot in last Jedi. And so I replayed it thinking about things like Kreia said and the little decisions I'd make. And I was like, this gives me last Jedi vibes. And I wonder if Ryan Johnson pulled from this game, you know, KOTOR one was a pretty, you know, very fun game, but it was a standard light, dark, decision like 80% in like okay are you gonna go this or this that game you basically influenced every single person's path and it was a really intricate way to go hey is every decision we make 
just purely light or dark side or the repercussions leading things in a different path. Kind of like how Luke talks, there's this balance. And so for me, yeah, like KOTOR 2 was one of my favorites before Disney. And then I watched Last Jedi and I was like, oh, wow, KOTOR 2 is like really one of my favorites now. It like really resonates uh, because of that movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I I play it myself, and I definitely need to dive back into it because of, well, what you're saying right now makes me way more interested. <laughs> yeah. Again, a lot of the, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, just a lot of, like, I just think of what Kreia says and a lot of, like, how she guides you. Just this little, like, hey, think before you act type of thing. You know, a lot of what Luke said, people thought he was cynical, I think he was just seeing that the dark side didn't need to be eradicated. It was just more of a perfect balance. And I think Kreia's teachings really drive that home. So yeah, just anyone who hasn't played it or wants to replay it, I would just recommend, you know, really like watch what she says. And it's like, oh, there's a lot of layers to this light versus dark battle. Yeah. And, and if you don't, if you don't want to play it, there's actually a really good YouTube video that's called like the philosophies of treya and it's like it's like an hour and a half long uh but it's 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 crazy she says a lot of awesome things no i i love the series because yeah i do feel like they were bringing a lot of elements into it i mentioned it in a video recently that you know even in kotor one um you know revan and basila have this connection through the force and these shared dreams and all this stuff and i mean yeah, a lot of the themes were, were being pulled straight out. Um, and then, uh, so how about you, Fiber uh, First? I know you haven't been into it as long, but I believe the uh, the Lego Complete Saga falls under that as well. Uh, I am going to be honest with you. It has been a very long time since I played that game, uh, probably since about uh, fifth grade. Uh, that's when my Wii kind of uh, decided to up and die on me. But um, I, I've i also watched some gameplay and stuff like that. Um, I, I'll i be honest, I can't really say a lot on this topic. Uh, I wish I could say that I would, but i just like to say I would love to have been around during that time and actually have been uh, playing games then so I could see all these uh, new events unfold. Absolutely. And... Nothing wrong with that at all. Just uh, uh, one thing I would recommend checking out, though. My personal favorite um, Star Wars video game, especially from this era, is Jedi Academy. I love that game so much. It is... Um, they, the combat system in that game was great. They, ex they did expand on it in the future. Like, the... Um, <clears throat> How do I say it? They released the source code for that game, and that's where like movie fights and stuff. So when you see people playing this online custom Star Wars game where they're battling each other, it's based off of the combat from Jedi Academy, and it's just it's really good. Uh, when you play through Jedi Academy, it makes you it truly for me it makes you feel like like you are a Jedi and you're choosing your path, and um. When you have a mission, they just drop you onto this planet and you have to figure out what to do and where all this stuff is. And it's not easy. They do you no favors throughout the entire game. Uh, if you aren't hitting quick save all of the time, 
you're gonna have a bad time <laughs> and um and they really balanced uh you know you have a lightsaber and yes you'll kill just about anyone with one hit one or two hits um but hey you gotta get up close to them right they can take you down in two or three shots sometimes you open up a door and then you get hit with a disruptor and just disintegrate and you're like well damn it <laughs> um so jedi academy is, is is mine for this one but how about you us yeah so um i definitely I, like the lego star wars the complete saga was my game growing up i probably played that for hours on end i had it 100 percent complete on my wii uh and i would play with my brothers like the co-op mode we would just uh repeat the mustafar sequence with obi-wan and anakin in that game and uh there's just something special about that game even now i uh I've gone back recently to play it on my Xbox. I've, I think I'm at 75% completion now. Uh, like I said, I haven't really played uh, Knights of the Old Republic, although I've seen a lot of the cutscenes on YouTube and stuff. I've heard a lot of great things. Uh, but back when I was young, uh, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, that was, I, like, I, I could spend days playing that. It's, there's just so much nostalgia behind it now, too. It's, it's really a great, I would say, a great game. Nice. Personally, I have not played any Lego game ever at all. So when the next Lego Star Wars game that is supposed to be coming out this upcoming spring, I want to say, that's going to be my very first one. And um, I'm also going to stream it. So I hope you guys uh, are able to hop in and check it out. And well, we'll see. We'll see if it lives up to, to the hype. But um, all right, jumping into our, our, our modern era, um, we'll go around and do, you know, like two of them each that that really jump out at you and that that really really sing i will admit i own squadrons i have not beat it mostly because as i was playing it i started thinking to myself is this going to be better to play in vr i don't have vr should i get vr and then i got distracted <laughs> but i'm also also i find it's really hard so i'm gonna have to go back on like the easiest mode but that's that's just me personally. Um, but uh, how about you, Five O First? So yeah, uh, Squadrons. I do agree with you. Yeah, Squadrons is a bit challenging, especially the multiplayer player modes. Uh, I, I struggle with some of the flying mechanics at times, and uh, the PC players seem to dominate me. Uh, but that's just my excuse. <laughs> Blame it on the PC players, right? But anyway, if you um, can't beat them, join them. But now I'm afraid to play <laughs> against them at the same level because i no longer have that excuse but yeah, yeah see it's kind of like well now i can say they're pc but if i'm a, on pc then I, I can't really say that uh but um anyway yeah i as you guys uh know i've only played um three of the mo more modern uh, star wars games but um fall in order that um that game it was really amazing uh the way that they did the story it was almost like watching a movie and I believe there are around two hours of cutscenes, so it really was a movie that you could play. And um, Battlefront, when they first released it, or Battlefront Two anyway, um, was a little bit not on the the good side of games. I'll say, um, I think they tried to split between a story mode and a multiplayer a little bit too much. But now they focused on the multiplayer, and they actually did some great updates, and it's become a really great game. It, uh, it peaked during the summer, I believe, and it really, like, actually had, like, the attention of, like, all gamers. Um, 
And I really think that in the future, they're going to do a great job with the Battlefront 3 when they make it. Uh, I strongly believe that they will. Um, and yeah, Squadrons is cool because you can actually like be a pilot and see what that was like. Uh, and that's something we haven't really seen before. I mean, Battlefront did have uh, a game mode where you could play, um, but it wasn't very good mechanics. And it still isn't the greatest mechanics, but, um, you know, those are just my thoughts on those games. Fallen Order for me was really the the one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, how's the story on Squadrons for you? So I actually haven't completed um, Squadrons. Um, I haven't completed it yet. I've been mostly trying to um, get, get the hang of the uh, multiplayer. Nice. Okay. And um, how about you, Swayzer? So I um, currently I've been uh, playing the squadrons. I have yet to finish the campaign as well. Uh, I'm currently enjoying it. I do really like the aspect of being to hop in uh, to an X-wing or an A-wing or even a Tie fighter and just you know fly around. I think it's probably one of the most immersive Star Wars games that I've ever played. Um, so like that, it, right now I'm really enjoying that and the ability to you know hop into a squad and like go up at five v five and then take down some star destroyers. I think that's so cool. Um, I'm also a huge fan of the Mon Calamari ships. So like. Um, I think it's the Temperance. Uh, is it an MC seventy five? I forget the exact model that they have for the uh, the New Republic, but um, yeah. And then the Battlefront two game, I would play that for, like for hours with uh, some of my buddies. <laughs> it is um, the campaign. I think is really underrated. Um, I think I lo- a lot of people play it for the multiplayer, and I love the multiplayer aspect as well. But I think the campaign it, it's definitely on the shorter side. But I think it's a little bit underrated, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game as well. Yeah. Um what's her name uh javina gavankar uh really killed it with her performance um it's also as someone who is a, a big fan of the show the league uh weird to see her because she is uh the shiva if you've watched that show but um <laughs> uh yeah i i really enjoyed the uh the campaign on battlefront 2 um and i know there's a complaint that oh she switched too quickly but like considering the short time of the campaign she really switches like 75 percent away through it like it's if the whole thing was longer than that that wouldn't have been problematic but it also gave us some really cool insight into when you're playing as kylo ren inside of someone's head like that was just really cool uh also the mission with dell and luke where they they find, you know, the, what was it? Um, was it a vault? I believe it was one of Palpatine's vaults. And, like, how do we get in? And then Luke unlocks it with the Force. And then he's like, why would you have a door you can only unlock with the Force? And Luke's like, huh, why Why would you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot of great moments in there. Uh, how about you, chatting? Uh, yeah, so the two for me with Disney era, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, probably played through that about two or three times. Um, I'll have to tell you, the first time I played it, um, I I knew the, I, I don't know, are we allowed to, spoiler talk, I guess it's been out long enough. But yeah, like, yeah, it's been out that long fi- Yeah, that final boss, you know, Vader. I saw him and I was like, okay, cool, we're getting like Force Unleashed here, like we're going to take Vader down. Uh, and then there's no health bar and you're like wait did i like is my game glitched or something and then you realize that no you're you're not there to fight him you're there to run from him um and i liked that i liked that the story built you up as a character and then led you to this impossible fight and it was a realistic 
Star Wars story. Like, okay, this is like the biggest baddie and we're not just going to kick his butt. Like we have to run. Like there's more important things. And him deciding to cut the holocron in half, I was like, okay, this is, this has shown a lot of personal growth because they realize like this whole journey hasn't just been about restoring the Jedi, but it's been Cal finding a family he can trust in. And for me, you know, a lot of Star Wars stories, when you get that amount of, of, uh, community and just family for this character who started out kind of as a nobody uh, and an outcast trying to hide himself it was just really just i don't know it was warm it was nice it was like oh he's he's got people now this is good um and i guess the other would be battlefront um i probably didn't play it for about a year after it came out after the campaign uh then when they implemented all the content uh republic commando i think when that came in i was I was hyped to take the anti-armor attachment and just start blowing people up. I didn't care. I went straight to Palpatine, I won't lie, and just tried shooting grenades at him. And it failed every time, but it was like, I can do it now. That's cool. And it's fun. And I don't know, a lot of people really like it. Me and my friends will play once a week. And, uh, you know, it's a lot more content than the old Battlefronts. And it's just a really big jumbled, just chaotic mess sometimes on Kashyyyk. Uh, there's like 80,000 lasers coming at you, but, <laughs> and you all know what I mean. When it's nighttime, you just don't know where you're going. You're gonna get sniped from someone and that's it. But it's a fun time. And I really like what they've made with it. Yeah, I gotta say like far and away, greatest comeback of any game ever, Battlefront 2, yep. bar none. Um, but I, I do like how you, you point out that it is, it is absolutely better than the older versions because there was there was no balance. They just kind of threw things in there, which was fun. Don't get me wrong, but like sometimes you know you're shooting stuff, you don't feel like you're actually killing it, and you don't feel like you're really aiming, you know. And like there's there's, there's some weird some weird parts of it. So like the amount of craftsmanship that went into Battlefront Two. I think is amazing, and um, you know the sound of thermal imploders is is also incredible. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of the the twenty fifteen Battlefront? Uh, did did you guys uh, did you guys play it? We got a Swicer first. I I actually I have I have to double check on this, but I may have had more play hours in the twenty fifteen Battlefront than I do in the current one. Uh, because back then I didn't have as many responsibilities uh, when that one released. So um, I really enjoyed the trench run uh, in the Death Star DLC that they had for that game. Mm -hmm. I wish that was something that they brought back for uh, the 2017 version, but the trench run, uh, being able to actually like partake in that was really cool to me. And then uh, the, the I don't it was a Walker Assault back then on Bespin. That was like one of my favorite maps. Um, so I, I, I do I really enjoy that game as well. I know it was uh, pretty divisive at the time. A lot of people were, uh, wanted more of it. Like they weren't. Uh, it, it was only focused on the original trilogy content. But for me, the original trilogy is personally my favorite trilogy. So I, I had a blast playing that game. Okay. And how would you compare it to to Battlefront Two? I I think Battlefront Two is definitely um, a, a much better game uh, overall. Um, I I enjoyed 2015, but I like you, there's. It's a hard thing to put them up against each other. Yeah. Battlefront 2 had a campaign, and it, it had just countless other game modes. And I think it's it's lasted longer than the uh, the initial 2015 game as well. I just I think that alone goes to show how many people enjoyed the the newer one. I, I gotta say, I could never, I could never become a hero 
in 2015. Like, <laughs> everyone, he, uh... everyone knew where the hero token spawned, and, like, it's just like, good luck, and you'll just never, never play one. So, yeah. <laughs> How about you, uh, Chatton? Uh, yeah, so it's so funny. I used to be a console player and recently built a PC, too. I just bought Battlefront 2015 yesterday for the PC now and am going to start the download tonight uh, because I heard the servers were still live. So I was like, I'll just try it out on PC um, for when I played it. Um, yeah, I really liked the Walker Assault game mode. Uh, that was when I spent countless hours on. And I'm kind of like how Acer says compared to today's like Battlefront 2. Yeah, like I think the Battlefront 2 has a lot more content. The game modes are a big thing. I like the customization. I don't really remember much customization in Battlefront 1. Uh, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on that, guys. But yeah, I mean, I think they were both fun in their own rights, respectively, when they came out, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, you had more customization with the, your loadouts, but being able yeah. to choose different troops is... Right equally you know um go ahead oh i will say like if i'm speaking on behalf of one of my favorite bands breaking benjamin uh the lead singer like went on twitter and broke his battlefront one disc in half and he didn't like the game but i liked it so i just wanted to throw that out there like some people didn't like it but i was okay with the lack of campaign like the gameplay with other people was fun but the campaign for two definitely enhanced that more than i thought which one is that even made a book to come out with it which was um twilight company by alexander freed it's a surprisingly good book uh and the main thing it adds is it's just like they go to all the locations that you have battles in the game um mostly including the one battle on Sullust, which was like a, a planet you never got to see but um that's a whole big part of of that book um so yeah if you guys are interested uh, Battlefront Twilight Company is a thing. Uh, did you play any of the 2015 501st? I did not, but I have watched some gameplay, and uh, my friends often talk about it uh, nostalgically. Uh, they seem to enjoy it very much. Um, but from what I can talk, what I've seen, and what I've talked to them with, um, I think that, like you guys said, um, the 2017 version really did age with like much better. It's been about three years now, and the um, and the 2017 version is still up and running. There's like like, I mean, they stopped updating it in the summer, but um, the amount of people that still play it, the servers are completely full. Uh, I really like how they advanced the combat. At one point, it was a lot of just spamming an HVP, so you never really played that. Uh, but they added a lot of updates and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I haven't played the other game, but. Um, I would like to say that they're both great games. I just think a lot of the um, the driving factors for um, 2015 being the better game would be the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of how I feel just for how um, just how, how much how much content and like different ways to play and different ways to, to enjoy the game. Um, I will say Oh my god, at launch of Battlefront 2, and you try to play HVV, but there's a whole bunch of people who are AFK who, like, have a rubber band on their controller and their character is just spinning around in the corner so that they can get specific amount of gameplay time. Oh god, that was the worst. <laughs> like, there was a lot of stuff that they had to, like, keep 
like you know trying to to scoop out of it so it's it's inter- an interesting comparison because 2015 was more complete for what it was um and and then battlefront 2 had this much larger and deeper life cycle um uh, but now I have to ask I have to ask you guys and I know this wasn't one of the the things that I had put on here so this will be a surprise but I have to ask like do you have a favorite or like a, a special gaming moment that like could be in any of the Star Wars games but just like something happened and either it's crazy bad or it's amazing and you're fist bumping uh, because like you went ultra instinct with which is literally what I did when fighting um, the second sister for the last time. Like, okay, first of all, I was so excited for the game that I took a day off of work um, so I could start playing it, play all that day Friday. Told my wife, I was like, hey, honey, um, uh, you should you should go uh, with your mom this weekend. Or like... <laughs> Like she, she didn't end up doing it, but uh, you know, I made it clear. Like, okay, this is this is what I will be doing. Um, and so she left me alone all weekend until Sunday. <laughs> Mind you, uh, where we live, I also have a roommate who's one of my my oldest friends, um, Austin. He's playing the game at the same time in the same room. He's on PC in the corner. I'm on my console here. And uh, and my wife did start to get irritated, but it was during that fight. So like, I had to go help her out with some stuff. And then I came back and then Austin was doing that fight, which meant I couldn't be downstairs because I can't I didn't want to see what happens afterwards so I had to go upstairs for a few hours and all the stuff and then uh, but I mean it took me so many tries so many tries I'd get so end up with just like a sliver of health left nothing 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 played it I can't even tell you how many times and you remember how long it takes from dying to respawning it's painful in that game the time I won, I took no damage. I don't even know what happened. I was just <laughs> like, I don't know if that ever happens to you. You will die 20 times, and then all of a sudden, you hit Ultra Instinct mode. <laughs> and I was like, nope, parry, all right. Uh, like, sidestep, kick, attack, like, yeah, I, I, I entered God mode. And, like, of course, it was, like, 4.30 in the morning, and no one was... I look back to where Austin was would have been sitting, and I was like, just sad. <laughs> um, but but how about you guys? Do you have any any special moments like that? I'll go to uh, chatting first. Okay, I was trying to think about it, and probably my one. Um, it was actually Battlefront Two, and I remember I was next to this just random guy as part of the Empire. And I always play heavy, so I've got my big rotating gun. I'm I'm half the time I'm the dude who's shooting at ships in the air and doing no damage, but he thinks he's doing damage. I'm that player <laughs> that you all are playing with. Well, this time this snow speeder is coming directly at me, and I'm like, okay, he's probably gonna kill me. I'm shooting at him. I'm like, okay, I got this. 
Uh, he like moves two inches to the left last second and kills the guy next to me. I walk away completely fine. And I just look and that guy's body is just limp on the ground. And I'm like, huh, I got away <laughs> with that. That was a pretty good day for me. And I just went on and did my thing. And I was like, I really thought I was going to die there. And uh, no, it was the other guy. And so, you know, it was just not so much like I felt powerful, but I felt like I was, you know, I was pretty lucky. I got away with that. So it was funny. <laughs> so definitely think I clipped that on Twitch. <laughs> that just kind of reminds me of um, the scene in the opening of the movie Baby Driver, where he has the, the red uh, WRX, mm-hmm. yep. and then he switches with another red car, and then gets off, and you're like... <laughs> You royally screwed that one guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> How about you, uh, Favo, first? Well, uh, if I have to come up with this on the fly, uh, I'm going to have to say that um, I remember one time I was playing Battlefront 2. I actually have two. Um, but I was playing Battlefront 2, and I was Luke. And I think this was um, this was a little bit in the summer uh, this year, or 2020. I always forget it's 2021. But anyway, um, I was playing Luke, and there was a Dooku that was just obliterating me. And I was like, okay. And I don't know, something clicked, and I've been trying to work on mastering the parry system. And it finally clicked, and I killed him without taking any damage. That was probably my most proud moment. I think I shared that clip about four times on my TikTok and my Instagram. Uh, But I was just so happy, and... Um, I don't know. Insane single player damage. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. And then I had one more. That's okay with me sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was in Fallen Order, and this one's this one's a little bit more recent. Um, But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go into the arena battles, and I'm going to. For some reason, I decided uh, to start a new story, and then um, go to the arena battles like on my on Bogano, like right when I came off the the ship on Bogano. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to fight the ninth sister to see how much I've grown. Uh, granted, I, I only have the uh, <laughs> I have no abilities except for uh, being able to slow the enemy. So uh, and no stim canisters. Uh, so I was basically one shot and I'm dead. But I tried that about 50 times. And then for some reason, it just finally clicked. And I was able to kill her without taking any damage. <laughs> Probably one of my most proud moments. Yeah, that's insane. I, I, I don't even play that mode. I'm afraid of it. Um, <laughs> um, and how about you, Swicer? Yeah, so I've, wow, I've got so many moments, but uh, I'm not sure, for the Battlefront 2015 game, I'm not sure if anyone remembers this, but there was like this, I wouldn't know, I don't know if I would call it an issue, but it was really funny. There was like this ragdoll effect with the grenades. Sometimes the characters would be like shot up into like the atmosphere of a map. And uh, I just remember one time that happened to me. And I, I just like burst into laughter. And then like I fell through like the map at the like on the bottom. It was just the weirdest thing. But that's one of the funniest moments I've had in a Star Wars game. Uh, someone threw, I think it was a thermal imploder, and my my guy just went up into the atmosphere. Uh, that was one of the funniest things that I think I've uh, encountered in a, in a game. Uh, but then I also really enjoyed um, just like the opening sequence uh, to Jedi Fallen Order when you're on the planet Bracca and then you see like the crashed Venators being torn apart and like that song starts playing. Mm-hmm. That I think is just one of the coolest moments that I think I've had in a uh, Star Wars game. Just it really set the atmosphere for the whole game. And uh, like I just like I can still like remember my first time like hopping into that opening sequence. It was it was very cool. Uh, yeah, I've, I totally forgot about it because especially when you, you fall asleep on the on the, the tram 
and then he has the dream sequence where you're walking through, and then you open the next door, and you're on a Star Destroyer, and then, like, uh, yeah, it's super cool. Um, all right, so that that leads me to ask, since we, we've all had, like, these amazing moments, we've been playing all these awesome games, what exactly makes what makes it a great game? Um, your thoughts on uh, well, um, there's a lot of ways you can look at this. Um, I think that what makes a great game, and not just a Star Wars game, what makes a great game in general is um, I think that either you focus on a campaign, like a great campaign that tells a compelling story, and that really puts you in their shoes and makes you go, wow, that's really cool. That This is an outlook that I've never seen before. Or, you know, just something that, you know, really hits you in the heart. Um, or you focus on a great multiplayer and then make that really playable, keep updating it. And I really think we saw both sides. Um, I think in Battlefront, towards the end, they updated a lot. They did a lot of good stuff, like I said. And that that was an amazing multiplayer. And being able to play with my, uh, with my brothers as a clone uh, and being able to defend Kamino. Uh, was really something that I, I enjoyed a lot, um, and I still enjoy it. Um, <laughs> I used to play co-op a lot, and that was, like, so fun being able to just, like, lay out all these clankers all over the place. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I think Fallen Order did a really good job with the story. Uh, like you said, that, that song at the beginning, that was – I can still remember that. That was so good. That was, like – I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then at the end, being able to see Vader be like – Oh my God. Like I remember dropping my controller and saying, wow, I, I, I can't believe I had the honor of being able to almost die to Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and that introduction where you like, you like, yes. Like you feel this triumph of the moment and then you hear breathing and you're like, Oh no, <laughs> that's, this is not going to go the way I think. <laughs> uh, how about you Swayzer? What, what makes a, what makes a game great? Uh, for me, I would definitely say the ability to go back and replay it. Uh, for me, it's a game that never gets old. You can always go back in no matter how many years have passed, and it's still a ton of fun, uh, but also immersion. Uh, for me, that's why I enjoy I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so naturally I would like to hop in a game that throws me into that universe. And so if they can tackle those two things, I think that's good for me. Okay. No, that's beautiful. And uh, Chatton? Yeah, so for me, I think uh, two big things are... Uh, choices. I think that's a big thing I like about KOTOR and Jedi Academy, you know, as you've played too, uh, the choices I think are a fun uh, aspect. It kind of tailors that adventure to your almost making it a personal experience for you rather than just a beginning to end. Uh, and the other thing I think is just the gameplay functions, you know, people hail Jedi Academy uh, as having the best lightsaber combat in all Star Wars games. And, you know, I think that can be subjective, but I really like it. It feels fluid. Like when I'm attacking people, it doesn't just feel like I'm slashing them. Like it feels like there's a connecting point uh, or the blasters feel like they're connecting with the enemy uh, when I hit them. Like it just, it has to feel almost realistic. And I think that those are key things to a game that ultimately makes me want to go back and play them more. Okay. No, those are all all great points. I mean, uh, for me, what jumps out to me is right off the bat is, um, and it's, it's kind of an, an old expression, but it's it's got to be you know easy to to play but hard to master. Um, 
to where because certain games sometimes you play a game and there's too high of a skill floor um i i tried <laughs> uh so i i never played um mobas right and so i, I and i tried playing um uh crap now i can't remember which which one um I ended up playing League because it was a lot easier, but what's the <laughs> the one that uh, is the most famous that uh, you have, like, Koreans making millions of dollars off of? Well, anyways, the skill floor was so high that I couldn't figure out, like, what I was doing to begin with enough to actually have fun to start playing, right? So it, it's got to be... It's got to be easy to play but hard to master so that you want to keep coming back you want to keep improving and like you said final first you want to test yourself and see how much better that that you've gotten um also i'm a big story guy and i want i want that story immersion um i've i've also you know i've gone back to playing uh the the old republic um online and i i want to I, there's a few storylines I actually want to replay, but I'm trying to catch up with all the stuff that that has happened. Um, Chatting, which which server are you on again? Uh, I think I'm on these. Well, I have characters on both Starforge and Satil, so both North American servers. And I think I'm on a European server too. I don't know how I got there, but I think I'm there. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, so I've I mean I've played through all eight storylines um the imperial agent was just a lot of fun also i had a lot of fun with the uh republic trooper storyline that was just just a, a blast to play through but yeah having just that immersive story that keeps you playing it because you are unfolding this like a movie except you are much more invested in the outcome of these things like that's 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 the biggest thing for for me personally um but i feel like uh I don't know, I feel like all four of us should, like, pitch a, a game, you know, put something together. <laughs> um, so next, I actually want to add a, a question, because now I, I gotta ask two things. Uh, one, if you could pitch any Star Wars game, like, what would you make? Sky's the Limit, you can pick the era, you can pick what characters are gonna be in it, you can pick the style of game. Um... But first, I also, what Star Wars game do you also need a sequel to? So let, let's do those, those two questions. So you can make a sequel, and then you can pitch your, your own thing. Um, and I started with, can't remember who I started with last time. So I'm going to chat in first. <laughs> oh man, on the spot. Okay, well I hate pop quizzes, but I'm just kidding. No, um, I would say a sequel to a game, I mean really, Republic Commando. I read the uh, Imperial Commando books back from Legends, which were the essentially the follow-up to Order 66 Republic Commando book. Like and the, the video Travis ones? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, Imperial Commando, fantastic story. For anyone who's, you know, wanting to delve in the Legends stuff, um, I, personally, this is my opinion. I feel like it's going to be Bad Batch is going to pull some concepts from that, but that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think a sequel to that, it was talked about in the works back after the 2004 Republic Commando game, uh, especially with how Republic Commando last leaves you, you almost need that closure with Delta you Squad. You absolutely like, need that closure. Yeah. You're a like, man down. I, so 
I actually, I won't lie. This is my nerdiness coming out if we got a minute for this. Um, I had to figure out how to hack the game into God mode as a kid. So I could, I thought I could just go save Sev. Turns out they just <laughs> omit him from that chapter. Like I power rush and I'm like, where is he? And it just was so sad. But yeah, definitely a sequel to that. Uh, pitching my own Star Wars game. Um, and I actually wrote down notes for this one because I was like, I, this one sounds decent. So my Star Wars game would be uh, you're a Jedi general starting uh, at the end of Attack of the Clones. Like you were beginning in the Clone Wars. So you've got your own battalion. You've got your own Padawan. Uh, you're almost like Anakin at this point, but it's your own type of character. I want it to be like a Telltale series game. You know, you still have action and combat, but your decisions early on are going to affect relationships down the road. So how much you bond with your commander? Like, are you going to be more like Anakin was with Rex or Ahsoka was with Rex? Or are you going to be like Mace Windu where it's like, well, he's my commander, but he's just kind of there. Um, and like, how does that play when the climax of the game, I would say is Order 66. Like, is your commander going to try to resist his inhibitor chip? Are you going to try to save your Padawan like Depa Lababa did with Kanan? Or are you going to leave your Padawan to try to escape? Like a bunch of things where your decisions actually make a true one-of-a-kind experience. Um, You're already and breaking the my heart with this. Uh, I know, because I thought Order 66 is the climax, and you still have to make decisions on if you're going to survive or if your Padawan survives, and like so on and so forth. So, like, I don't know. The Telltales, I think, would really, like, if anyone's played Walking Dead Telltale series, that game, your early decisions make a big impact on, you know, dialogues and things that happen. For me, I think a Star Wars universe game that would fit perfectly in that era of Clone Wars. Oh man, I'm just like <laughs> you just have my mind just like spinning out because like you could be training your Padawan, and if you push them too hard, they'll be pissed at you. But yep. at the end, they'll have a better chance of surviving Order sixty six if you push them to do the right things. Or yep. yeah, so many possibilities. I like that a lot. Whew. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, how about you, uh, 501st? Well, um, if I had to make a sequel to a Star Wars game, I know we have a Fallen Order sequel coming soon, so I'm very thankful for that, and I can't wait to play it. Um, but if I had to make a sequel, uh, it wouldn't be a, a sequel per se, um, but I would like to see Battlefront 3 get a good, like, hit the ground running. I mean, Battlefront 2 hit the ground and they didn't have as much um, as much options. They didn't have a lot of um, good stuff that people liked. I mean, yeah, there were some awesome stuff and then they updated eventually, but I'd like to see a game similar to battlefront um, two, but we have added characters, a new story. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what the story mode would be. I want to be surprised by that, but um, definitely I want new characters added. I want to see Ahsoka. I want to be able to play as Ahsoka. Um, and I definitely want to play as Mace Windu uh, and play, you know, stuff like that. And um, if I had to say a new game now, um, I would like it to be a story based game like Fallen Order was, but I want you to be a stormtrooper, but I, I want you to be. Um, I want to see why you signed up, like wh what the life of a stormtrooper was really like, and to almost get like the experience as a stormtrooper from playing that game. We've never really had um, something like that, something that shows 
through the stormtroopers' eyes everything that's happening. And I want it to walk through from when they join, the reasons they joined. Maybe it was because they were in poverty and needed money. Um, maybe because they were forced to be. But I want to see all the events with Luke play out through the eyes of a stormtrooper. And just to be in the general battles like Hoth, like that would be really, really cool. And I, I think that would be a worthwhile game. Oh, okay. Uh, again, like tons of possible because because a I I love uh, the book um, uh, Lost Stars, uh, which you play as people, but th- they want to be pilots. But you play as the I mean you don't play as you read their lives as they join the academy and raise up their ranks, um, and like. You get to be on the Death Star when it blows up Alderaan with all the other troopers and like, you know what I mean? Uh, That would be having that kind of stuff. It also makes me think there's another book from Legends. It's actually my favorite Legends book. It's called Allegiance. And in that one, you are, you know, you follow this group of stormtroopers, but these are local garrison stormtroopers, right? And this is their home planet that, that they're on. And then, like, the main Imperial force that comes in on on the Star Destroyers outrank them so they can, like, boss them around or whatever. Um, and those were the ones that were super corrupt and making them do, like, these bad things. And uh, the commander of the small group stands up to them. They end up getting in a fist fight. He accidentally kills that officer. So they basically defect and they start running. But they're still stormtroopers. And they believe in the Empire, and they believe in order. And so they're going around, like, trying to right the wrongs of the Empire, but as stormtroopers. It's a really interesting book. But, like, if you can, like, bring some of those themes in there, that'd be super cool. And, yeah, they absolutely, like, we need a Battlefront 3. Like, just just do it. Like, we we know... (laughs) uh, They had to redo a lot of stuff for Battlefront 2 you know, from the 2015 game, but now it's hit a groove where you have a lot of the assets, you can bring them up, you can move a lot of the stuff over and just upgrade everything. And since you have the character assets, move over all those same characters and then add more. And the main thing that held the game back was the fact that they basically had to rip the spine out of the game from launch and build a new one. You know what I mean? That was really time intensive and super expensive. So that's what held it back. But now that you know that people aren't going to just stand up for your garbage, uh, they could just not do that to launch. (laughs) And I think it'd be wildly successful, personally. Um, But how about you, Swayzer? Uh, so it's funny that this question comes up because uh, this is something I've been talking with my friends a lot recently. So I can't take full credit uh, for this. Uh, this is something my buddy actually pitched to me uh, not too long ago. We play a lot of Sea of Thieves. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that game. Um, but it's basically like an open world. Uh, you play as like pirates and whatnot. You like sail the seas and there's like missions you can go on. And uh, we've been talking about uh, this for a while. Like what if there was an open world Star Wars game similar to Sea of Thieves? Uh, but instead of, you know, like a, an old pirate galleon, you're on something like a, you know, a star freighter or something like that. Uh, and then you just carry out like maybe bounty hunter missions or it, maybe it doesn't have to be bounty hunters. You could be, uh, you know, any type of faction within the Star Wars galaxy. I think that would be a pretty awesome idea just to set sail on your own course uh, through the, uh, you know, the darkness of space and then 
carry out your own Star Wars mission in, in like an open world uh, style game. Uh, that's something one of my buddies and I have been uh, talking about, and uh, I think that'd be really cool. That would be cool. We don't because we don't get a lot of love for for the pirates, and I think as I was talking about that being missing as as a movie of like, you know, we need Hondo in here. We we know that Maz Kanata used to be a pirate queen. Um, also, let's pull in Booster Tarek from Legends, uh, who is just like a, a dude uh, who basically now has an Imperial Star Destroyer and runs a casino out of it. <laughs> um, like, I don't know, that, that'd be super cool. I like that a lot. Uh, how about uh, any game you'd want a sequel to? A game I'd want a sequel to? Uh, I, I have to go with the, the Battlefront game because, uh, like, that's probably uh, the series that I've played the most aside from the LEGO Star Wars game. And we already know that, that uh, the, the Skywalker saga is coming out. And, uh, but yeah, the... Now, I also want to add this. They didn't bring back Nine-Num and uh, Dengar from the 2015 game into the 2017. So if and hopefully when they do make the Battlefront 3, I need those characters back. Um, we called uh, Nine-Num Pancake Face and uh, just him <laughs> and his, his de- the detonators that he used. It was uh, good stuff. I want him back. I I have nightmares of Dengar like just jumping around and like, I don't know. I just, I hated. I hated getting killed by Dengar specifically. I don't care if you kill me with anyone else, just not Dengar, please. Um, <laughs> for for me, uh, well, looking at, at at the chat here, um, you know, Element Seven wants a a game a lot like uh, the Old Republic, but bringing in the High Republic with that aesthetic and those those characters and stuff, which would be really awesome. Um, we have a uh, uh, Jay Cox just said something. Oh, he wants a game like Cyberpunk, but based around Star Wars. And that's actually sort of where where I was leaning for it. And I, I've I've kind of mentioned this before, but um, my pitch for for my game is this: uh, that this it is set right. Uh, <clears throat> it's set after Return of the Jedi, right? So it's after Operation Cinder. Um, where most of the Imperials defected because uh, Operation Center was just kind of a dick move all around. <laughs> it was the equivalent of uh, taking the ball and going home uh, type of deal. You know what I mean? Uh, but basically, I want you to play as... You are Kyle Katarn. I want to pull him in from Legends. Um, and I want the story to be that you used to be part of this super like elite imperial squad it was eight of you guys and let's say the empire wanted to take over a planet and that government was resisting drop these eight guys in come back a month later and they're ripe for it for the taking like these guys specialize in like hacking and espionage and assassination go in destabilize whatever they need to put whoever in place that they need to um and then and then they move on to the next planet. So that's all these these guys do. So Operation Cinder happens. Half of them defect. You are one of those half. You're you're in that half, and you're on Coruscant. And the other ones, since you guys know so much about like destabilizing things, they're able to worm their way into different organizations. But I want that to be the starting point. 
right? You're Kyle Katarn, and you figure out how you want to play the game. But you need to get, you need to get, you know, money. You need to get a job. You can become a bounty hunter. You can become a smuggler. You can um, just be a courier and or all this stuff. And you choose like what gangs you want to run with, or if you want to fight for justice, or be like a cop or whatever. Um, and then once you hit a certain point, the four guys that didn't defect all show up on Coruscant at the same time. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> that's a bad sign because you know they're with the Imperial Remnant and they are going to do some crap. And if you give them, you know, the two weeks that they need, uh, like the Republic is going to be in trouble. So that's where like the story starts, where you are, you're going to A, have to take down your former members that all defected so that you can try and figure out if they have any ties to find these these guys and then once you figure out what their plan is you're gonna have to be able to track them down stop it and like do all counter stuff so if they're doing espionage you you'll have to sneak in there and like do you want to confront them directly do you want to reroute their bug so they're actually listening to someone else's conversation and not getting anything valuable or any of that stuff. But um, if you know Kyle Katarn, he's a ex-stormtrooper, finds out he's Force-sensitive. But I want the game to be mostly um, based off of your Imperial skills. But through as you're playing this, you can um, uncover ancient... Jedi artifacts or ancient books or things like that and slowly develop that skill tree. Um, anyways, that's what I want in the game. I hope that makes sense. But it'd be kind of like uh, Skyrim-y, which with the more you use something, the better you get at it. So you kind of develop your own custom character depending on how you play it, if that makes sense. Um, and then as far as like a game I want a sequel to. Um, <laughs> Masters of Terracassi. I, I want I want a fighting game in Star Wars. We need we need a fighting game. Yes, that game was terrible in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways it was genius. You know what I mean? You got to play as Luke or eventually Mara Jade and like. Um, Han and Stormtroopers and Vader and all this stuff um, and it was like a, a versus fighting game that was like three dimensional I think we, we need I think we need that I mean who who, who didn't play um, what's it called where they brought in like Starkiller and Yoda and oh, Soul Calibur Soul Calibur yeah you know what I mean like I don't know that was that was so cool um, also another obvious answer would be to get a sequel to um, Force Unleashed, um, like a, a canon version, that would that would be really really fun as well. But uh, I don't know, guys. I I I love it. I, I loved all those ideas, and I'm gonna have to like play around with some some story ideas. I like to write in my spare time, so if I have permission, I might um, <laughs> try to write some stuff based on what you guys are saying. Uh, so. Since we've been, you know, we, we talked about all the games and stuff, but we also have a lot of stuff from Star Wars coming down the pipeline just in general. Um, 
what was announced. It was 10 new projects that, that were coming. Uh, I'm curious which ones you guys are excited about and, and why. Like, if you guys have, have uh, like, two of them or so um, that you're most excited for. And that one, I'll start with Swayzer. Yeah, so I'm definitely excited for the Obi-Wan show, as I think many of us are. That uh, The Kenobi uh, show, and they, they tease that we're going to get the... Uh, the, uh, the rematch of the century with Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader. Uh, that, that like, I was already excited for the show, but when they announced that, that like, that was like even better. It was like, uh, I don't even know how to describe how excited I am for that show. Um, but then I'm also really interested in the Acolyte. Um, I feel like that's probably the, uh, the one that we know the least amount of information on. It's just, if it's obviously something that's going to be very new and it's got my attention. So I'm really excited to see what that's all about as well. As soon as they were like, yeah, it's 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 a dark side story that takes place at the tail end of the High Republic. And then you're like, well, hey, we know nothing about the High Republic yet. Although we do now, as of today, uh, some of us. I, I, I know. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, there's not a big, there's not really a Sith presence, right? They hadn't been seen in a thousand years, so whatever happens in the Acolyte is going to set the stage for what happens in the Phantom Menace, I think. Who, who? I mean, I don't know how long uh, Mune lived, but maybe this Acolyte is going to find a young Plagueis and train them. I, I don't know. There's Or a young Tenebris. I, there's so, so many cool possibilities. Um, how about you, Chatton? Uh, so yeah, you know, the Kenobi and Acolyte are big ones, but the two biggest for me, so my shirt, it's kind of hard to see it, but I'm a big Lando from Solo fan. I'm actually just a big Solo fan. That's my favorite Star Wars movie. Unpopular opinion, but I stand by it. And uh, for me, and now the I'm Land- mad that I didn't have you when I did the Solo episode. It's okay. It's okay. Like, listen, to this day, the movie's been out three years and I'm still trying to shop for merch at like a hot topic in the middle of nowhere. And they'll have like Lando shirts on a rack. And I'm like, whoa, I got to buy this. And, um, but no, I think the Lando's going to be really good. Um, they didn't say which era, but they used the solo music soundtrack. So I'm going to assume it's young Lando. But they may kind of dip between young Lando and old Lando since they kind of set him and Janna up post-episode 9 for adventure. So I kind of hope they do that. It would be an interesting Star Wars perspective to have a show taking place in two different eras. Uh, You know, maybe during the same episode, every other episode. So we'll see. Uh, And the other is Andor. I'm a huge Cassian fan. Uh, When I found out his family grew up as separatists, I thought, and like he's in the rebellion. I thought when I first watched the movie, I was like, what does he mean? He was six years old. The rebellion's not been around that long. And then I went to Wikipedia and I was like, oh, he's been a separatist. And they just kind of bled over into the rebellion. Like, I want to see more of that. Like, was he just an average everyday citizen? Did he fight with battle droids on some planets? Like, I, I think there's some room to really dive in to see his background and just kind of the person he becomes by the time we see him in Rogue One. Yeah, no, that's that's a. I, I keep I keep forgetting Andor because it it is funny because it's like like we get Bad Batch next and then Andor is the one after that I believe. Um, and you're right; they didn't confirm which version of Lando, but there was a the tweet from from Donald Glover. It happened before this, but it was like you thought I was hot in 2018. 
um, crap, I can't remember exactly the, the quote, but it's like very, it seemed very, very Lando uh, hinting, um, at least I'll have to find, find that quote. Um, I have to ask you though, Chad, so in, in, in Rise of Skywalker, the whole scene with Janna, you didn't think he was trying to bang her. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Well, I walked out of that movie with like 50, 50 different thoughts of everything. I still was comprehending the Ben Solo thing because like he got yeeted. And then I was like, wow, they, they did that. And then he crawls back up. And then just, you know, the whole movie was, it was good. I really liked this, the dagger scenes and like how they led there. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just kind of walked out thinking, eh, they're just, they're cool. They're just hanging out, buddies. You know, maybe it's like a buddy, buddy cop movie. I don't know. But no. It, yeah. it wasn't until uh, I, I read the, the novelization that you find out more about how he had a daughter that was taken. And while he doesn't necessarily believe that Janet is his daughter, but he does see these are a bunch of lost kids that need to find their homes. But mm-hmm. during the movie, I was like, is he going to bang her? <laughs> He's, it's just Billy D. Williams has too much charm where it's like, yeah. can he not talk to anyone without seeming flirtatious? And so, like, yeah, I kind of, I could see what you mean now. But, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Colt 45 malt liquor. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen Billy D. Williams' commercial for Colt 45, uh, that's the only reason I've ever drank in Colt 45 is because of Billy D. Uh, <laughs> your thoughts, uh, 501st? Now, yes, the Kenobi show um, is going to be amazing, and I can't wait to see how they actually introduce Anakin into that, and I want to see the flashbacks and stuff like that, and I want to see Vader, Um, and just the entire show in general is going to be really interesting to see. I want to see if, like, Obi-Wan had to actually overcome some people that were trying to get at Luke or actually discovered that kind of thing, Um, but I'm going to have to say that the Bad Batch is, I'm in love with, like, so Clone Wars was amazing. I remember that last season coming out and I was just in love with it. And the graphics changed completely from season six to season seven. The graphics were amazing. I mean, Anakin's hair was <laughs> changed completely. Um, but uh, I really am excited to see how they continue that. I wasn't as excited, but then I saw the trailer and they've they managed to up the graphics from season seven. Like it's it almost looks like a, like a, a live action. It's it's so good, and I'm also just really curious to see what happens to the Bad Batch. Like like their missions were just amazing, and towards the end of that um, of that little uh, arc, I was kind of like getting a little bit bored. But it's the Bad Batch. Like they're awesome. Um, I don't know. Just something about it really, really makes me excited. And I, I just, that's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, so I, w- I was, it feels like we were in the similar boat where, like, because I did start to get bored watching it during the season seven. Uh, and then they said it was going to be a show. And I was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll watch it. Then I saw the trailer. And I was like, uh, first of all, D. Bradley Baker. The, the goat. I mean, that guy is such an incredible voice actor. I he's gonna play ninety percent of the people on the show. Uh, I hope. I hope he's getting. I hope he's getting paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, you know he is, but like, I hope he's really because he he deserves it. Um, and 
like he voices wrecking ball a, a space hamster on uh, uh in um in overwatch like he his range doesn't even make sense he just makes hamster noises <laughs> like but uh yeah so i'm, I'm excited because you also got to see fennec uh, in the trailer as well but also we've never seen the backside of order 66 in any medium really we don't know exactly what what the backside of how that transition took place so it's going to be really interesting and i really hope that quinlan voss shows up i need quinlan voss to show up he survived order 66 what's he doing i don't know he better be in it um and and for so for for me uh the things that i am most excited about is so the I, I already mentioned the acolyte um but with the ahsoka show we we know like morai the the owl is still following her around um the artwork in the background excuse me of her show is like the world between worlds it's gonna be a lot of really interesting and hopefully really wacky forest stuff because uh, i really love star wars when it gets weird um, I don't know if you've, you guys are reading like the Vader comics right now where we actually get to spend time with Eye of Webbish Bog and it's, it's a, a, a weird dark side spider that's on top of a big giant that looks like a baby that's submerged in water or in lava. Uh, super weird stuff and I'm here for it. I love, I love that type of stuff. The weird lore stuff, the force stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, after I saw the background of hers being like uh, a bunch of the doorways from the world between worlds super invested I, I need the i need to see the rest of that content because i feel like that is going to get us um you know i i did a bunch of research to find out about what george lucas's pitch for the sequel trilogy was and a lot of it was you know kind of like um you know luke being disgruntled and all that stuff but um, he said he was going to get deep into like the microbiotic universe and the wills and like deep force stuff. And I know Dave Filoni is dialed in to that and knows what he was planning. I, I know I feel positive of that. So I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see how weird we get with it. And then I also think another thing that's really slept on that's actually coming out a lot sooner than I thought was uh visions i'm a huge anime fan myself and they're hiring the best anime studios to make these random one-off star wars anime stories um and they said it would encompass twenty-five thousand years of star wars history she said twenty-five thousand. What what does that mean uh the only way is we can hit 25,000 as if we go back to like the Jedi order and, and the Dai Bindu and, and all that stuff, which would just be super fascinating. But going back that far, we might get some old Republic stuff. We might get some high Republic stuff. Um, but I really want to see an anime adaption of um, General Grievous's background. I think that would be super cool. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so much to look forward to. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I think right now, especially being a content creator, 
for Star Wars is a really interesting place. Like, I'm very aware right now, like, making Marvel content would probably be more popular right now, but I don't know. I think we're we're all building towards towards something if, if we keep this up. Um, and you guys all make some some awesome awesome content, so I'm I'm here for it. Um, so uh, going forward, though, I I gotta ask and thank everyone for for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, do you have any any closing thoughts? Um, on we talked about our projects, so uh, on the things that were coming out. But are there any other Star Wars stories that you guys would love to see? Um, just in general, that's not part of what has already been announced. And then also, any closing thoughts and where we can find you and all of your content. Uh, and I'll start with Fievel first. So, yeah, actually, um, General Grievous happens to be my favorite character. I, I think just, I don't know, something like the fear that he installed in, like, the clones was just, like, like they don't talk about that a lot. And we only, we didn't really get to see, like, everything we don't really even know like a lot about his background like yes we know his story but i want to know all the details i want to know everything and um he's just really an amazing character and i i would really hope to see more of him in the future and i would like to see him in high definition that would be amazing but um yeah and... although 2d grievous was pretty badass <laughs> use I mean, the was... uncommon ones and he's like it has his feet and like <laughs> I've, I've seen those clips so often they, and he's just spinning around and blocking <laughs> all the sabers uh, but um yeah uh i would definitely like to see a lot of uh general grievous um but what i can say about um for a closing thought is um we're all star wars creators and i would like to say that um i think we're all doing a good thing for the community the community is really growing and advancing and um it's it's been a really fun part of my life and i really enjoy these kinds of things so if we all stick together as a star wars community spread positivity then i think we'll all be better off and i'm on tiktok uh first gaming you can find me there or youtube or instagram so yeah and if you guys want to learn how to play battlefront 2 better um how to not get you know yeeted every time uh, an anakin uh runs by which, by the way, I haven't played much since Anakin's release, where he was just so wildly overpowered oh, that the like... game was unplayable. Uh, he he would run into like my entire. I'd be playing uh, like the regular battle mode, and he would run in and then lift up just like 20 of us and we're all just dead and like god damn it <laughs> you, you you haven't you haven't lived until uh you've seen your full health vader get one shotted by anakin uh it just <laughs> it was it was insane <laughs> just once you got anakin you could just wipe out an entire team easily yeah i mean i, I feel it's you know close to accurate uh but oh it's, but it's completely still... <laughs> accurate but that was the bad part <laughs> That and also uh, when I stopped playing, um, I think it was around that same time was when the guns were glitched and so the heavy could use the explosive ammo without any extra heat being generated. Do you guys remember that? Uh. Yeah, that was that was bad time. So and just everyone just had the exploding ammo because there was no negative and you could just like, yeah, it was it was rough. Um, 
And I, I know Chatton was on there because you play heavy, so you, you probably <laughs> murked a lot of people. Um, how about you, uh, Swayser? Yeah, so um, in terms of stories that I would like to see uh, in the future that haven't really been announced, um, this isn't more so of a, uh, um, like a, a show or a movie or so, um, but back to when you were talking about uh, Lost Stars, I think I was talking to you the other day about how I just finished reading that book. I want a sequel to, to those characters. I want to know what happens to them post that story. I think it was a phenomenal story. I don't want to go into spoilers, but I, I definitely need a sequel to that. Um, I don't know that my heart could take it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was a very emotional ride that 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 book. But I would love to see some more of them. Um, and then there's another thing as a fan of the sequel trilogy. But you know, I realized that I think all the Star Wars movies have flaws, right? But I enjoy the sequel trilogy a lot, uh, probably more so than some of uh, the other people I've talked to. Um, I would love actually if we were able to get some time down the line a special edition re-release of the sequels. Uh, I, I personally uh, prefer the special editions of the original trilogy, and I think. Um, Maybe a special edition of the sequels could uh, could maybe do some some uh, I don't know uh, I don't want them to retcon any of the stuff that uh, currently exists in the sequels right I personally love everything that we've gotten I think uh, maybe some deleted scenes like there's that one scene with uh, Luke grieving Han I think I would love to see that maybe and uh, maybe like uh, just I don't know I, I, me personally I I just I like the sequels I, I I ask this as a like something like I would like more of what we got, not not change anything, but more of what we got. That's that's my outlook on that. I would love a special edition of the sequels, and uh, yeah, I, I do. Especially love especially when you find out how uh, how much was cut from like the intro of Rise of Skywalker. There was a whole scene on Mustafar and that set up like yes, Kylo Ren has been running this for the past year. This is how it's been going. Not well. Uh, Emperor's voice is heard, and now he's hearing someone that can potentially dethrone him, and so he has to find him for that re Like, there was so much... They, they really didn't do justice to the fact that there was a year in between the movies and a bunch of stuff happened. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that. I do I do agree. I actually, I do have one more uh, thing that I just thought of. I forgot to mention. Absolutely. There was um the, uh, the Colin Trevorrow script, uh, where we have Finn doing the uprising on Coruscant. I think it would be awesome if they turned that into a project. Um, maybe they brought Colin in to, to, to helm the project. And um, it, maybe it's set after the events of the Rise of Skywalker, similar to the Battle of Jakku after Return of the Jedi. Maybe if like the First Order is still uh, some has some remnants on Coruscant and they have to go. Uh, but maybe there's like a, a communications blackout and it's just Finn maybe with uh, Poe and Rose and something. And then they still have to lead that uprising. I think that would be an awesome story to still tell maybe post Tros if they wanted to turn that into like maybe a, a show or something on Disney Plus. I think that'd be amazing too. That would be sick. I do like that. Awesome. And then where can we find uh, you and the rest of your content? Yeah, uh, you um, SWACer or Swacer underscore 1977 on TikTok, Twitch, or YouTube. I think it's the same for all of them. So, yeah. And thank you for having me, by the way. No, thank you for coming on. I've been wanting to have you for a long time. And uh, your Star Wars quizzes were super fun. I know you're going to get back onto that through Twitch uh, or through... Uh, just a, a better way to, to to get into it, but you know, I mean, like, uh, if you made a Discord, you could probably avoid, yeah, we're gonna try and think of something. Avoid that, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, and also I I can't say how much I I agree with you because um, 
I I would hate the thought of, of retconning the the sequels. Uh, I'm not in love with Rise of Skywalker, but um, I do enjoy really enjoy um, the Force Awakens. I love the Last Jedi, but more Me importantly, too. I know so many people who Rise of Skywalker meant so much to them because of of the message and like. I think you'd have to be a terrible person to want to take that away from him. You know what I mean? Um, that being said, yeah, if they could not do a retcon, but uh, like an extended release version, um, I think it was uh, Element 7 that, that mentioned that. Uh, yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be really cool. Uh, how about you, Chatton? Uh, yeah, so I honestly agree with what everyone said so far. Um, I, I kind of think it like the prequels, how George kind of went back and just added things, not retcons, but enhancements and the originals, like the Wampa scene. We actually saw the Wampa more in Empire Strikes Back that actually wasn't in the originals. A lot of the dog fighting scenes from New Hope, you know, little things like that go a long way in enhancing the experience. And I think that's a great point. Uh, you know, for me, project or stories wise, um, you know, you mentioned Kyle Katarn earlier and it got me thinking I would love both him because apparently he's canon. I didn't know if you knew that there's like a two sentence excerpt that says he's in the Disney canon universe. I found that out from element, I think a while back and I was in shock. Um, so they have potential to make a story about him. I also would like um, Jax Paven from the Jedi Twilight series from Legends. If you've ever read those, um, I have not he's read Jedi Twilight. Yeah, he's the Jedi on Coruscant. And um, one of my first Star Wars books I ever read, amazing, kind of like a detective sleuth sort of spy thing. Uh, very interesting series. Uh, and Vader's definitely like on his, you know, six trying to get him and, you know, finish Order 66. So I would definitely have to see stories where more Jedi uh, survive throughout the eras and kind of see, you know, how are they avoiding the Empire, the Sith, or the Dark Side, or the Acolyte? Like how... If we're in that series, are we going to see possibly Plagueis kill, you know, his Jedi and turn the Sith or turn the Kyber crystal red? Like there's a lot of potential for dark side stories. So I'm definitely interested in those. Uh, and yeah, closing thoughts. Uh, we were talking about games here tonight. Uh, I definitely recommend KOTOR 1 and 2. You know, the Nice Old Republic. Uh, I found out Nice Old Republic 2 is for $10 or $15 on your smartphones now. So if people don't have consoles but want to play these really fun big games, it's a very cheap point of entry. Um, so definitely recommend get some Star Wars games, have some fun, guys. And again, thank you for having me on here. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I, I, I got to say, I, I had... Uh, if you want to play, absolutely pick up a mobile version. But... The story is so immersive that I can't imagine anyone playing the entire thing on mobile. You know what I mean? I feel like you'll yep. buy it on mobile, <laughs> play for like three hours, be like, God oh, damn it, uh, and then fire up Steam. <laughs> yeah, that honestly, like, I probably play it now more in like my doctor's like waiting rooms or something, or if I'm like, you know, just kind of chilling on a bus or something, like, oh, I'm just going to play some KOTOR. But like, I completely agree. Definitely more immersive on the big consoles and stuff so yeah absolutely <laughs> um and for for me i've I, I mentioned you know my my dream project a lot so i'll just hit it super fast but it it would be um it would be ray 
putting together her Jedi Order, um, but she will have the the Jedi texts, um, which are have all of Luke's annotations in there, and so basically it's a Luke show, but it's told through Ray, where she's opening it, going through it, and seeing Luke's notes, and then we get to relive why he wrote that note you know what he experienced what force sensitive group he traveled to um and the lesson that he learned there what artifact that he found uh what adventure he went on to discover something with loris antek or whatever um and so it would be an anthology series about luke in his prime and the lessons that he learned and how those lessons will guide whatever the next iteration of the Jedi Order is. Um, so I think like I think that would be gold. Uh, but then I also I also want a story where all of a sudden, you know, people become a find that there is like an anomaly in space that's and they need to figure out what it is. The Rebel Alliance um, original trilogy era finds out about this from one of their sources um and so they go to check it out now their source also has a mole in their organization he pretty much tells um uh afra who at the beginning works for vader who's trying to like supplant palpatine so basically i want the rebels to go to this this location and basically find a star forge um, so we, we have like, we're getting some, some Ricotta stuff. We're getting some, no one knows what this is. It's ancient technology. We're all trying to figure out like, what is this place? And so they're going through this derelict space station with all this weird technology, trying to figure out like, how, how can we, the Rebel Alliance use this? Because, you know, this stuff is it's looking really cool, but I want Vader to also show up. And the whole thing is a horror movie where they're in this ancient place. Um, and there's a couple things that you could do, like maybe they set up defenses or whatever. And so it, it gets Vader's tie as he's coming to investigate. So Vader doesn't have a ship right now. Um, and so basically he's the boogeyman. And as they're uncovering these secrets, like he comes out of the shadows or you hear breathing and you're like, Oh crap, I gotta go. Like it'd be, it'd be like, uh, just, just, it would be like a horror movie of trying to uncover the secrets of this station. And Vader is the monster that is slowly hunting you down. And if you're not careful, he's going to kill all of you and take your ship and take this thing that will destroy the rebel if he can fully control it. Um, I think that might be an interesting story. And then uh, Carter, <laughs> Carter uh, DeBert, um, I never know how to pronounce your name, DeBert, uh, says, oh, uh, a, a rebel sequel would be good too. Like, yeah, yeah, that that too. I probably should have said that. Um, <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much for being a, a part of this. I, this, this summer, um, been difficult for a lot of reasons today in particular it's nice to be able to just like talk about star wars and geek out about like um <laughs> a fictional uh dictatorship like fictional fascism um, <laughs> uh so i i appreciate 
you know, the, you guys in this community for helping to give me this, this, um, outlet so I don't lose my mind. Uh, and so I, I really appreciate you guys and all of your content and the willingness to come on here and everyone here in, in the chat. Um, it's awesome. So thank you guys so much. And may the force be with you always.